Small Business Spoonfuls is a weekly Q&A with Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill providing the answers to questions you have about running your small business. This podcast is sponsored by HelpDeskSuites.com. If you are a busy employer, we are your employment law compliance help desk. Visit HelpDeskSuites.com to find out more and become a member. Now, here's your host, Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Small Business Spoonfuls. I'm Lisa Smith. And I'm Mason Merrill. And today, we are visiting New York State's Department of Labor. Oh, man, I feel like um, the uh, Alicia Keys New York song should be playing in the background right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Got that empire state of mind going on this morning. I'm telling you, it is a serious empire state of mind today. So, as everybody... I don't know if you if everybody knows this or not, but if you don't, you should. That the big states that I always feel so sorry for people when they have to do HR and payroll um, in would be California. Oh, man. And yeah. New York. Yeah. <laughs> and Massachusetts. Those are like three of the biggest ones. And there are others that are equally, um, not equally, but that are difficult. But those are three of the biggies. And New York is becoming like, so much like California. Yeah. it It's like just right knocking on the door of California. Yeah. There's been a lot of changes even in this year that um, have made it more difficult to be an employer there. Yeah. And then New York City has become a mini California to itself. Yeah. So you're inside New York City, inside New York State. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, it's just pile on pile on it can be very difficult to navigate you really need a good compass (laughs) yeah you totally do so we received this email from Aaron in New York State and Aaron writes that um, she received a letter from the Department of Labor in New York that's never a good thing (laughs) that's never they don't write just like to say you know like happy December like they don't (laughs) They don't just send you a card, you know. No, they don't do that. Um, (laughs) But she said that the letter said that there is a question that it's possible that they might not be in compliance with New York State's requirement that employers provide a 30-minute uninterrupted meal period. Now, she goes on to say, we have always paid our staff for all breaks as long as they are on premises. So what they have done basically is they've said, you get a 30-minute meal period, but we're going to pay you for it because we want to reserve the right to interrupt you. So sometimes people get 30 minutes uninterrupted and paid. And quite often, they are disrupted during their meal period with a question or an issue that they have to come and handle real quick, and then they go back to their break or whatever. But they've justified that by saying it's okay because, you know, we're paying you. Mm-hmm. So what uh, what's the situation here? Is this a justified response or um, are they in violation? Well... You know, I had to go out and really look this up. And, you know, as always, I had to read the statute for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't always stop there. I have to look at, you know, opinion letters. Um, And the thing is, is that, you know, 
states that are really big, like New York State, with a lot of stuff going on, they will have really great um, uh, documentation. They'll have great FAQ sections. They will have opinion letters. There will be law firms that will also have, you know, cases that they've dealt with that you can go out and find. And so I went out and I looked up a lot of that detail. And what I what I found out was that as well-meaning as her company is, there were a couple of red flags here. Yeah. Because in the statute, the, and this is, if you're in New York and you're listening here, you might want to look this up. This is called Section 162. Okay. So Section 162 basically addresses this break break time. And now we can go back and give you a little bit of detail on this little history on it. Section 162 was enacted because back in the old days, people were being forced just to work, you know, 18 hours straight. I mean, you know, they were on their feet, they were working, they were not getting breaks. Um, as a matter of fact, if you're a factory worker in New York State, you have to have an hour, you have to have a full 60 minutes. But if you're not a factory worker, and there are a few stipulations of other types of workers, if you're kind of like a general worker in most industries, then 30 minutes is adequate. But they want you to be relieved of duty so that your your employer does not, in effect, just run slave labor mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, right? Yep. They want you to be guaranteed some sort of break. And it's not really just this 30 minutes. I mean, this law gets very detailed, but it's at its very minimum, it's 30 minutes, right? So I'm just going to go with that explanation for right now. So basically... Aaron's situation here is very well-meaning. Yeah. And I see what she's doing, and she's trying to compensate for the interruptions by paying, yeah. which in most states would work beautifully. Um, she also goes on to say, during the day, there is enough downtime mm-hmm. with the type of work environment they have that they essentially get more break time than what the law actually requires them yeah. to give, and all of that break time is paid. You know, so really throughout the day, they're getting way more than 30 minutes. Yeah. But it's just sort of aggregated throughout the day. However, (laughs) the laws are very plain about about this and they don't want that kind of an arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. So they want an uninterrupted meal period, basically. And so what falls into this category? Are we talking a meal period where... Uh, like she's saying here, we always pay our staff yet as long as they're on the premises. However, there have been times where they've been disrupted. So what kind of disruptions are we talking here? Are we talking, you need to come back in and I need you to do this or whatever on the computer or, or take care of this or that during your break? It'll only take five minutes. Or are we just talking a text message to ask a question? Is Is that one thing or... Is this another thing, or is it all under this kind of plain line? Yeah, you know what? It it really it can really boil down to any sort of disruption, any sort of interruption yeah. at all. It can be like I'm in the break room and I'm eating my peanut butter and jelly, and somebody pops in and says, "Oh, I have a question about the Jones account." Yep. And that could be enough to to trip this wire yeah. for the Department of Labor. Now, I have heard other situations where that's considered de minimis, what they call de minimis time. And if it's just a quick yes or no, and they leave you alone and they don't bother you again, they don't really they don't really consider that an interruption. It's yeah. kind of like ah, no big deal. It's just a yes, you know. So it, it again goes back to your state and the level of. Um, specificity (laughs) uh, with which your 
auditor wants to read the law. Um, but I think in her situation here, there when they break it all down and shake it all out, there may be it may be determined that there are some very well-meaning violations. I mean, I don't think these are egregious at all, and I don't think that they're they're malicious or meant to go out there and like run slave labor. You know, certainly yeah. not. I mean, she's given me all of the reasoning behind what they do, yeah. and it makes a lot of sense if they were in Texas. No, yeah, but, this, this <laughs> but is, not New York. I mean, this is really. She seems like a very generous person in yes. know, how she's paying for, for the meal periods and things like that. Um, yeah, you know, but. The, the sad part about living in New York State, paying for that meal period can't come with a price. It has to be uninterrupted. Exactly. And so, see, that's the thing. They don't care. Right now, the, the issue is not money. The yeah. issue is uninterrupted time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we could talk about money after we talk about uninterrupted time. Yeah. But like, right now, their issue is just we want people, we want you to leave people alone for 30 minutes. Yeah. We'll talk about pay later. We want you to leave them alone. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so I wrote her back. I, you know, I gave her some helpful things to go look up for herself, some opinion letters and so forth. And, um, you know, I just kind of said she may need to, you know, do some research. But hopefully it'll turn into a good learning experience where they can rewrite some policies. I hope it doesn't get expensive for them. I yeah. don't think it will because they've been paying everyone. Yeah. I think it's just going to be rerouting some things. Yeah. And since they do have a lot of good faith efforts that they have shown, yeah. I think the DOL will be okay with, you know, with just making them correct the error of their ways mm-hmm. and hopefully it won't be expensive. Yeah. Now, yeah. what um like uh, just thinking about workarounds for this person, what like what if the the meal period is revolving? What if she's like, oh, I need you to stay and work an extra thirty minutes before you go on lunch, just so your meal period can be interrupted? Is that okay, or is that a violation? Do they have to be a set fixed time every day? Well, the law says basically the meal period, um, for the type of environment that she has, which would sort of be like that eight to five environment, you know, that kind of thing, needs to fall usually between the hours of 11 and 2. Okay. Okay. Now, they have, like I said, the law is very specific. So if you run um, like a shift work that's like it's a 10 to 7 or, you know, something kind of weird Mm -hmm. like that, or maybe it's a 3 to 11, it's like a hospital or it's a factory or whatever, then the law is very specific about how those meal periods would work too. So, you have to do the research, you gotcha. know, but generally speaking in her situation, yeah, they do. They do tell you, though, when they want those to follow. But given the fact that you have between 11 and 2, yeah, that's then, yeah, you can thing. flex that a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, because I know I've been in situations on the job where there's a lot going on that day and you need to you have to push that meal, that rest period just to get things done. And then you've got this accomplished and you just feel good anyway going on break at that point. So maybe, you know, I know all situations aren't going to be like that and there's questions that come up and things like this, but um, either wait till they get back or try to just get it all done before they leave for that rest period. Yeah. And then in a lot of states, what you can do is you could even say work through lunch and I'll let you go home 30 minutes early. 
Oh, okay. Now, in a lot of states. Yeah. Not in New York. Not in New York. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that doesn't sound like something New York or California would They don't go for vibe that. with. No, they're not vibing with that at all. So, you know, again, you got to you got to read your laws. you got to know your states. you got to know who to reach out to to get the clarification. I'm so glad that we get to work with Aaron because yeah. I, you know, we consider this, I consider this a privilege to be able to answer these questions and clear this up. I mean, don't get me wrong. We don't offer legal advice here at helpdesksuites.com, and that's the last thing we would ever pretend to do. We would definitely have to charge a lot more if we offered legal advice. (laughs) And we would have to be attorneys. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that, number one, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we work with attorneys, but we are not attorneys, right? So. So certainly we uh, we don't offer legal advice. But, you know, that being said, you know, I mean, you can't get legal advice from an attorney mm-hmm. unless you sit with them and pay them and literally become their client. Yeah. Right. So like if this was an attorney on a podcast, this wouldn't be considered legal advice. Either, no, you know, no. so I mean, legal advice is very personal, you yeah. know, to your company and to your circumstance. Um but we do consider this a privilege to be able to guide people in the right direction, hopefully, yeah. and, you know, and, and get them down the road. So so I'm glad Erin was able to access us. And I think that we did a good a good job for her on this little bit of research here. Yeah. And even if the answer is not always the one you want, it's it's the one that is going to help you out in the long run. We're not trying to bum your trip, is so to say. <laughs> you know, we're not trying to bring you down. What a harsh or mellow or anything. And but, we yeah. one thing we really appreciate about Erin is she gave us a lot of detail. To work with. She did. And that's key because if you don't have the detail, you don't know. Like, I'm not there with you. I don't know. Yeah, you we're know. not mind readers, you know. <laughs> but you know what? The detail is that's all it's all about it right yep. so and and there could be things that we don't know about this situation that would change our response right now Absolutely. but based on the the great amount of detail she gave us like we were able to really come up with that great answer um but you know yeah i mean the thing is is you know you just got to jump in there and you just got to take ownership yeah. over what your situation is and clearly Aaron has done that yeah and this is a kind of hr you know, personnel. This is the kind of manager supervisor that the Department of Labor and the IRS and the Office of the Inspector General and everybody else out there who will come and audit you. This is the kind of person they enjoy seeing. Yeah. Because she's very thorough. She's thinking it through. She's off her game a little bit because yeah. she's misunderstood the statute clearly. Yeah. But it's not like she hasn't read the statute. <laughs> yeah, no, you can tell she's, she's educated. She's just misunderstood it. Yeah, and you know, you can tell the detail how she we always provide or with compliance we always provide our staff with meal breaks as long as they're on our premises kind of thing or, yeah um and you clarified the under on what the dll is saying to her in the uninterrupted um uh, situation here so. yeah absolutely and you know yep. she ups her game with documentation and she gets those people clocking in and out where they should be and you know, she's going to be okay. Yeah, and this is a situation that, you know, working out is just a matter of, of you know, situation where just adjust how you do things just a little bit. It's not going to affect a whole lot. Just give those employees their meal time. Get back in, whatever it is. Can, you know, a lot of things can wait kind yeah. of thing. So just re- always remember that. That's something I have to remind myself, too, in the business world is like, okay, it can wait, Mason. Just slow down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Because there are very few things that can't wait 30 minutes. Yeah. 
really. I mean, yeah. okay, like maybe childbirth, but yeah. like at, <laughs> exactly most things, an appendix, you know, like, okay, but most things can wait 30 minutes while you take that break that you need. Yeah. And that's the DOL's point of view is like, come on, employer, you can spare 30 minutes for this person to just chill for a minute, you yeah. know, and 30 minutes is not very long Yeah, <laughs> when you think about it. We're not minimizing anything they're asking or any kind no, of question not at or all. anything like that. No. We're just saying, you know, just... Just be in compliance to help yourself out in the long run. So. Yeah, there's always two sides to every every law. So, yeah. you know, we have to look at both sides. So, yep. anyway, but yeah, awesome. And I appreciate it. So, yeah, write in. Let us share your question on yeah. the podcast. We would love to be able to answer it. And by us helping you with your question, you also are helping hopefully hundreds or thousands of others who are listening. Yeah, and if you're not a member, um, it's really easy to sign up, helpdesksuites.com. Uh, we do charge, but it's a fraction of the cost of what you're going to pay another company to help you out with these questions. Yeah. You can pay one price that would cost you one question from an attorney. So, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. so a little promoting ourselves there. But if you're not a member, be sure to go to helpdesksuites.com and look into what we've got to offer for you. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I guess that wraps it for today. Thanks, Mason. Until next time, I'm Lisa Smith. And I'm Mason Merrill. Be Audit Secure. To find out more about us, visit helpdesksuites.com slash podcast. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts.